Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 331 of the Essential Tennis Podcast, critical mindset and perspective episode for you today. We're going to talk about losing tennis matches slower and why you could or should possibly be happy with that outcome. So a little bit of context here. Quick story about a remote student of mine that I was working with several months ago. And we set out at the beginning of a six-month coaching period to work on some technical elements with him, changing his, his swing technique on a few different strokes. And also, he had a big goal of being more aware of what his patterns were during singles matches, his strategy elements that he was deploying during matches, his targets that he was using. And it was really interesting for me as a coach because he knew in his head what he should be doing, and he had a tremendous amount of knowledge about what good singles play is and what targets are smart and what targets are not so smart. But when we looked at his patterns during match play after he recorded himself, the reality of what he was actually doing didn't support that knowledge. And I've talked about this on the podcast in the past. That's not going to be the main focus here, but just giving you a little bit of context. And so he worked really hard to improve his strategic patterns and his technique patterns. And through using video, he made a lot of really big improvements over the course of those six months. That period came to an end a month or two ago, and he sent me a text just a, a couple weeks ago and gave me, he checks in every every now and then, and he gave me a report about a match that he just recently played against a player who for years and years has been significantly stronger than him. And this is somebody who would maybe would have given him a hitting session in the past or would have played a match against him in the past, but it was never really close and not that it was a waste of time for the other person, but there was never much competition really. And you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I I've, I've been there. We've all been there when we've spent time on the court with that person. Who's just clearly a level and a half or two levels above where we happen to be now. And we can come up with a, a good shot here and there. And they say, Oh, nice shot. That was a good one. But then they go on to, to win like six, Oh, six, Oh, so he still lost this time when he played against that opponent after the six months of training, but this time it was a battle back and forth, and it was very much kind of give and take. And while he didn't come away as the winner of the match, he I don't remember the scores exactly. I, sh- I should have gone back and checked. I think it was like 6-3, 6-3, or 6-3, 6-4, something like that. And so my student was was really right there with him. You know, it wasn't like two tiebreakers or anything like that. But he really made this opponent who up until recently was significantly stronger really work for everything and really try hard to have to come away with the win. So he sent a text to me letting me know about how satisfied he was with that loss. And he made the comment specifically that he was so happy on that particular day that he lost much slower than usual. And I just thought immediately that that phrase and that whole perspective on the experience was incredible and one that I wanted to share 
with as many people as possible. And that's why it's the focus of today's episode. And I think this is a such a big mindset key and shift because we've been trained in culture that everything is all about the W. And it's really the only thing that matters. And sure, a little bit of sportsmanship is nice, but even if there even if there's no sportsmanship, it, it's all it's really all about winning at the end of the day. Winning, winning, winning. And in particular, what we what we see on TV, and of course, when it comes to college athletics or professional athletics, you know, we even have phrases like "winning isn't everything; it's the only thing." I, I did a, a couple quick Google searches on that, and that phrase was attributed to a college football coach back in the 1950s, uh, coach of the the Bruins, I believe it was. Now, here's the thing. Winning is not our job. I don't view it as my job primarily to help my students win. And that's in large part because losing is a part of our game. I did an episode uh, just a couple weeks ago. I'm sorry, I don't have it right in front of me what number it was, but I outlined the, the winning and losing percentage of the best player, the best tennis player in the world, the number 20 player in the world, the number 100, and the number 200 player in the world. And the difference between number 20 and number 200 was was massive. It was not even close, not even in the same universe. And so losing individual points and losing matches just comes with the territory as being a tennis player. And so I think having the focus be on something other than the win and loss column is critical unless you want to be continually frustrated and continually upset and down on how you're doing. Because the reality is no matter how well you do, there's always going to be losses. And there's going to be losses and failures in a micro sense and losses and failures in a in a macro sense. Uh, you know, kind of a way to think about that is in the short term, a narrow perspective uh, on just winning and losing. If that's your primary goal, your primary objective, then my student on that day against that strong opponent walking off the court, if winning and losing was his primary focus, then he would have to be telling himself that was a failure. I came away the loser again against this player. I'm still not a good player. Well, guess what? Even if he won against that stronger player, there's somebody else on the court next door that could still beat him 0-0. And there's somebody on the court next to that that could beat that other player 0-0. And it goes on and on and on and on and on. I mean, literally, there's hundreds and hundreds of different uh, levels of depth to the game of tennis that one player can beat the next 0-0. And then to the power of however many that 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 depth uh, continues, so having that be your goal or your perspective is dangerous and it's frank I believe destructive mentally. We're not professional athletes. Winning is not our job. It's we're we're not pursuing winning tennis matches as our full time endeavor, as our full time vocation. It's it's not. We're doing this a couple hours a week. And so to make winning our narrow perspective on the court, I believe, is is just not reasonable. So in the short term, on the other hand, my student and anybody else with a healthy perspective in that scenario can walk off the court and say, today's loss is a success. This is a step forward. And I was so proud of my student that day when he texted me and told me how satisfied he was 
with a loss. And it's because he made good macro changes to his game that moved him in the right direction. And so he still didn't get the W, but he was very happy and satisfied and fulfilled by the fact that just simply knowing that the things he's been focusing on did move the needle. And so he can walk off the court proud and satisfied and happy with himself because he knows he's moving in the right direction. So I would strongly encourage you to take on that attitude and make winning a byproduct, make winning a result of good focus and good process and not the point or the main objective of why you're stepping out onto the court. If you want to pursue improvement in the game of tennis and you want to be happy at the same time, then I believe that type of mindset is really critical. Hopefully this was helpful for you. Thank you for listening. Be, I'd love to hear your feedback on these shorter episodes. You'll let me know by sending me an email to ian at essentialtennis.com. And let me know if you have a question you'd like me to answer in a future episode of the podcast. For more free game-improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com, where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care, and good luck with your tennis.